Thank you for listening to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and Grand Prix Sundays. Hello and a very warm welcome. This is the Late Breaking Formula One podcast. We have got a packed show for you today. Um, Some really enjoyable topics that we're going to get stuck into. We're going to be talking about Lewis Hamilton in 2020 and who we think he has to be most worried about as he goes on his quest for seven world championships. We're also going to be looking at Mercedes further ahead. Now that Red Bull and Ferrari have locked in their future, do Mercedes need to act? Do they need to find their next guy? Uh, But first, slightly controversial topic. We've looked back 2010 to 2019. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it in a few other places, various lists going around. We have done our top 10 drivers of the decade. Uh, Some interesting, some interesting results. We've actually all got the same 10 drivers, but very different orders that they have come in. So um, I think we'll just announce each other's Um, Sam. So I'm going to announce your one. So you have got Hamilton first, which is correct. (laughs) <laughs> you can probably guess who I've gone for as number one now. Um, Vettel, number two. Fernando Alonso, three. Verstappen, four. Button, five. Rosberg, all the way down at six. Seven, Ricardo, Eight, Raikkonen. Perez, nine. Bottas, ten. Big up, big up. I think it's a solid list. I actually think that is the best list of the three, obviously. Um, everything past maybe Button. Oh, until Bottas. I don't have a lot of justification for, so... <laughs> We'll fake it till we make it. But I have got some actual reasons for a lot of these drivers. So I'm hoping that I don't sound like too much of a dimwit like I usually do. And I've actually got some valid points to make. Yeah, so listening out to the other guys as well. That was my list. Um, the list does differ for a couple of other individuals. Ben, should we discuss mine quickly and then run through yours and Harry's? Or uh, would you like to hit all the other lists first? Well, let's let's hit all the other lists, see where they differ. Um, well, so... let me rig out uh, Harry's list. Yeah, then. go ahead. Right, so... Harry has already been controversial. In first place, he has Fernando Alonso, um, which is... Bababanta! Which is apparently Bababanta. Second place is uh, Luis Hamilton. Third place, Sebastian Vettel. Interesting. Fourth place, Nico Rosberg. Higher than fifth, Button, because that's how numbers work. Sixth place is Ricardo. Seventh is Perez. Far, 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 far down the list. Eighth is Verstappen. And ninth, Bottas, with the final one rounding off the Fingster himself, Ten, Kimi Raikkonen. Interesting list. Differs quite a bit from mine. I've got, I got nothing to say, lads. The list speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> list well, that's the is, title of this episode. The list is the list. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got to read out Ben's, though, haven't I? Yes. Um, Even though it's obviously wrong. Yes, it's obviously wrong because you put Lewis Hamilton at number one when it should be Fernando Alonso. Uh, There's two yes, one ben, on that. Ben's got Lewis Hamilton as the best driver of the 2010s. Sebi Vett comes in a strong second place, followed by Fernando Alonso. Nico Rosberg is once again in fourth, and Jensen Button is once again in fifth. And then, oh, Ricardo's in sixth. And then this is where it varies from mine. Verstappen is in seventh, ahead of Walter Bottas. Sergio Checo Perez is in ninth. And then the Kimster, <laughs> then the Kimster is in tenth place. So, I mean, there you go. There's all three of our lists. Um, looking at a few things that differ. I mean, the obvious one 
is that we haven't agreed on who the best driver of the 2010s is. Me and Sam, um, agreeing with Sam is never usually a good sign, but I feel confident about this, that Lewis Hamilton is the best driver of the 2010s. But of course, Harry, you thought it was Fernando Alonso. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but explain why you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. No. Go on. Um, look, the championships may not reflect what you, what the skill of the drivers are, and I truly think that Fernando Alonso is a better driver than Lewis Hamilton. Maybe not the quicker of the two, but just the all round better driver. And even though Hamilton has gone on to once win six world championships, I still think in the 2010s, and I know Alonso didn't stay for all of the 2010s, and Hamilton has. Um, but in the 2010s, I still think Alonso was the better driver. And I'm just going sh- to shout this out. There's been three world champions in the last decade. Um, Alonso isn't any of those. And Hamilton's won 50% of every championship that's happened from 2010 upwards. If you based it on who won the championship in the, in the, in the decade, you'd have Rosberg in third. And he's not. I mean, that's a fair point. It's a fair he's point. Definitely not. Because but he can only win through reliability issues. Uh, oh, hell. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I just don't think it... Look, it's a tough one. I can't, I can't deny. I thought about it for at least 30 seconds. Uh, it's a long time for you. It is a long time for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I just, I just think Alonso, even though he... And through his still his own fault, through his own decisions, he didn't win as many titles. But I still think he was the better driver throughout the decade. So I'm going, I'm sticking with my guns. You're wrong. Bite me. And in fairness, I mean, I obviously haven't got Alonso number one. There are arguments for Fernando Alonso. That 2012 season by itself has to give him, you know, big points on that one. And. If you exclude the season in which he lost to Jensen Button, which in, in that awful McLaren, he beat every other teammate in every other season. So he he did have a fantastic decade. I It's not quite enough for me to put him ahead of a four-time champ and a five-time champ in the decade. But yeah, I, I can understand why you've gone for him. Uh, disclaimer once again, folks, this is all within the decade. So those jumping to, oh, how? to beat him remember it's outside the decade everyone it's just yeah, from 2010 we're not in the noughties anymore now kids <laughs> come on come on um so i mean sam you obviously went for lewis hamilton you've explained a few of the reasons already but if you want to expand on that what why did you pick hamilton ahead of not only alonso but sebastian vettel well the obvious uh, point to make is the amount of records he's broken already this decade. Um, he has cleverly been able to move from one successful team to another, which I show, which I think shows intelligence on and off track. He understands the ability to grow a team, to build a team around him, and become that entire all-encompassing driver. Um, he's the only man to win a, a, a race in every single season he's ever competing in, which obviously expands every single uh, season of this current decade. Impressive stuff as it is. Uh, he's going to beat pretty much every single Shumi record going. Uh, there's about two left now, I think. Again, incredibly impressive. He lost out to one teammate in Mercedes, the Nico Rosberg year. It was pretty damn close. And the two or three races he lost out were not caused by his own driving ability. They were caused by more retirements, which he had several more of than Rosberg that year, um, as is described by the no, no, no from Malaysia, 
where his engine blew up, and that was the moment that it all went kaput for him, as is his engine. Um, I think, realistically, that man has gotten better every single season, year after year. I mean, we thought he was great in 2014, 2015, 2016. I think he's twice as good now than he was two, three years ago. He is, and I'm going to go out and say it, I think he's the best Formula One driver of all time. So for him to have a long so in front of him, when he doesn't win a race for God knows how long, he got beaten by Button in a mediocre car. To me, he can't be the best in a decade. You're off your bean, mate. You know what you're talking about? <laughs> Official oh, verdict from Harry. Hang on a minute. I've just, I've just stepped off my bean. Honestly. Yeah, I thought you might actually have a valid point to make, but... No, clearly not. Clearly not. Um, I just got, I'm going to stick up for Sebastian Vettel here because even though I haven't got Sebastian Vettel as number one, I actually think it's really close between Hamilton and Vettel. Um, and for many of the reasons that you gave, Sam, I have put Hamilton first, but it, it hasn't been plain sailing. Hamilton has one thing that separates him from Sebastian Vettel, and that is that he did let a teammate win a championship. Vettel had, did not. Fernando Alonso did not. Hamilton did. Um, and I think that's a big blemish on his record. And Vettel, I think for those who have maybe got into Formula One in the second half of the decade, won't quite understand why it is as close as I think it is. But that first half of the decade, Vettel was brilliant. Um, his 2013 season might be the most impressive year of anyone in the decade. In, in my opinion, I think this 2013 might be the best. Um and to be honest, I think second would probably be Alonso's 2012. So Hamilton isn't first in that respect, in my eyes. Um, Vettel, I think the two things that go against him and the two reasons I don't have him number one are, firstly, he lost to two guys that were in their first year in the team, two quite young guys in Ricardo and Leclerc. Hamilton, even though he did also lose two times against teammates, they were against a world champion, Jensen Button, and a becoming world champion in Nico Rosberg. Um, and the other thing is the two of them, up until the last few years, we haven't really seen them go into combat much. They've managed to avoid each other's best points. Uh, but when they went up against each other, and I do like Vettel, so it does. I don't like to say it, but he folded. He folded like a deck chair. Um, <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton... Yeah, I know, right, great analogy. But Lewis Hamilton, he stayed calm and he delivered performances where Vettel made errors, costly errors that cost him a championship. So um, that's why I've got Hamilton ahead of Vettel. But like I say, I don't think it's, I don't think it's easy as perhaps you think it is. My final point on that, and I completely agree with what you're saying, Ben, is um, you, if you're going to look at teammates and who they're beaten by, you'll notice that we all have Rosberg in our top 10, but none of us have Mark Webber in our top 10. So I think that also tells you the competition difference that Hamilton went up against as to what Vettel went up against when they were fighting for those titles. So again, I think that's why Hamilton managed to beat Rosberg X amount of times. It's, it, I think it's a bit easier for Vettel to beat Webber. Yeah, and and I mean, that will be a discussion as well, guys that we have left off our lists, because we've all got the same people on the list, just in a different order. There hasn't been any room for Mark Webber, who did only race four years in the decade. Um, and Nico Hulkenberg, of course, is not on there either. Maybe a few other names that people would like to dispute. The next point I wanted to get onto was Max Verstappen, because that might be the biggest variation between what we've come up with. Um, I think I'm I'm kind of the middle ground. I've gone with him in seventh. Um, but Sam, you have him in fourth, whereas Harry has him in eighth place. So there's quite a bit of difference. Um, 
what Sam going to you first? What do you think gives Verstappen the edge over the likes of Jensen Button and Nico Rosberg? I think, despite him not being a champion, obviously, um, the likes of Button was given a championship-winning car in that Braun. And we all love the Braun, as you can see from the colours of LB. We are very Braun-related fans, and we all love Button massively. But that was a championship-winning car from day one. Half of that season was dominated by Button and Braun. Nico Rosberg was also in a car that was above and beyond the rest of the grid. It was excessively good in comparison to the rest of the grid. And that championship was entirely between Hamilton and Rosberg. Full stop. No one else could touch him. In the terms of Rosberg's career previous to Mercedes, it was good. Not great. Yeah. Consistent. Strong. Good driver. Now, if he never went to Mercedes, I don't think he'd be on anyone's top 10. Um, and then Button. Again, Fantastic driver. We've all got soft spots for him. He's British, up and coming. Fantastic. That first victory that he had in Hungary, you know, sticks with all of us. Incredible times. But again, not in the decade. And we're talking about the decade. I think after his championship wing, it was good. It wasn't incredible. Verstappen was great in Toro Rosso, but he walks into that first race, that first race in Catalonia. Yes, the two Mercedes take each other out, but he holds off two world champions for an entire race in a superior car that he has and wins his first race in the car. He goes on to have more race victories than um, I think Ricardo had in a Red Bull across the decade, uh, which is fantastic. He's, his raw talent is incredible. His performance on a Saturday gets better and better and better. Um, yes, okay, he's a little bit rough around the edges. He caused a few incidents, but his ability, his ability in the wet at such a young age is astoundingly good. And I generally think he is the only person currently who challenges Lewis Hamilton. We're getting onto that topic later on. So you already know my argument about this. But for me, as a current driver on the grid, he's the only person that challenges the best driver of all time. So for me, Verstappen, it's, it's higher than Ricardo. If you're putting Ricardo above him, I think you've just got a soft spot for him. I love Ricardo, but I don't think he's a better driver currently in the decade. And I think realistically, Rosberg had one to two good seasons. And I think Button had two or three really good seasons. I think Max Verstappen is having an incredible time in that Red Bull car and being consistently the best driver in the team and the second or third best driver every single season since he's gone into that car. So for me, it's an easy shout to put him in the top five. So yeah, Verstappen four. So one extreme to the other, um, because Harry, you do have Daniel Ricciardo ahead of Max Verstappen, as do I, um, as well as Button, Rosberg and even Sergio Perez. So you've got him down in eighth. Why don't you think he's had as good a decade as Sam makes out? I just look before the entirety of the Netherlands jumps into my throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no doubting Verstappen's talent and... It, look, he and I, I, I agree with Sam. I think he, he's the next challenger to Hamilton going forward. But we're looking back, and look, he's not been there very. In the, we're looking at the decade, he's not been in the decade very long. He joined in fifteen in Toro Rosso, and then he was in the Red Bull in sixteen. Um, and he's had some outstanding performances, but he's had some really inconsistent performances as well. And I think twenty nineteen was by far and away his most solid year. But if we, even if we look back to 2018, the first half of that year was pretty rough for him. Um, and then it picked up again and he, and he sorted himself out. So he's had some fantastic performances, but not enough and not consistent enough to warrant his place further up the list. And if you come to me in 10 years' time and we do this again, um, I guarantee he's not going to be that far down the list. Like, I have no doubt because he's, you know, 2019, he was, he was on it. And I think... 
him and Hamilton competed for best driver of 2019. So, um, yeah, but based on his time it spent in the decade, I just don't think he was consistent enough to beat the likes of Button and Rogsberg. I may, I may regret putting him behind Perez now. I'm slightly. That, that, that has shocked me, actually. I Red didn't realise that you put Perez in front of Verstappen. But, I mean, okay. As, as someone who does really rate Perez, even I didn't put him ahead of Verstappen. Yeah. So that was. I, I that, might was be, cool. that might be a bold one for myself. But I have to say, for the most part, I, I agree with that. Um, Ivan seventh um, behind both Button and Daniel Ricciardo. Look, Jensen Button, okay, he won his world championship the year before the decade started. Look at his performances in the 2010s. He beat Fernando Alonso, who, I mean, we've got either ranked third or first. And he beat Lewis Hamilton in a season, who we've ranked either first or second. So all of our choices for first have has been beaten by Jensen Button in this decade. So I think that is enough to put Button up in the top five. And also, he was Vettel's closest challenger in 2011 as well, um, where it, it wasn't that close. That Vettel stormed away that year, but he was still the best of the rest. Um, and I think Ricardo has been better than Verstappen this decade. Um, if you think 2016, Ricardo beat Verstappen. 2017, Ricardo beat Verstappen. 2018, Verstappen beat Ricardo. Doing the maths, that's 2-1 to Ricardo. So I'm going to give that one to the Aussie. And that's not even mentioning the fact that Daniel Ricciardo walked into a team. And yes, this does have also to do with Vettel's downturn in performance. He beat a reigning four-time champion in a first season at a team. That is ridiculously impressive. Um, and Verstappen, like you, Harry, if we do this in 10 years' time, no doubt we actually will. Um, he will be higher because he has so much talent. But I don't think how well he drove in the 2019 season was enough to overcome the mistakes that he made in the few years prior and also the accomplishments of the guys ahead of him. Like, I'm not trashing him in any way. I'm just saying there are six drivers who are better this decade. That's still fairly impressive. I mean, this could be a really in interesting point of discussion. And down in the comments, please let us know. Button, Rosberg, Verstappen, who do you put on top of those three? Um, I mean, obviously, I think Button is in all of our top five. I have him fifth. Um, but yeah, the staff and the talking point there, what do you guys think? Let us know. Yeah, I think that might be the only one that we've all agreed on. I think we've all got him in fifth place. So well done, Jensen. You have bought some sort of agreement between us. That's yeah. <laughs> that's classic JB. If it's going to be anyone, it would be JB. It would be JB. Um, so moving on, uh, Lewis Hamilton, 2020. Of course, he is looking for championship number seven, but we're looking to see who might be the number one option to stop him. Who is Who should he be most worried about? Of course, he's got his own teammate to worry about. He's also got the two Ferraris and the two Red Bulls. Potentially anyone else if Harry gets brave and thinks Renault are going to be brilliant again. Um, sorry, I, I had to bring it up. Please so that, the question is, Sam, I'll start with you. Who do you think Hamilton should be most worried about next year or this year? I mean, there's one option. It's Max Verstappen. He's just had the best season he's ever had in 2019. He was, I actually think, a closer challenger to Lewis Hamilton than Valtteri Bottas was, despite not having a good enough car. Um, Charles Leclerc, I think, was a close third. I think Bottas was the fourth best driver in 2019 out of that top group. Um, no, I don't. I think Vettel was better than him as well. Anyway, this isn't a slagging off a Bottas match. This is about who was the closest to Hamilton. 
I think Helmut Marco has made quite a fair point in saying recently that Ferrari won't have the power uh, advantage that they had last season. I think that's going to ring true. And because of that, I think Red Bull, with their fantastic chassis as always, and Max Verstappen with that pure talent that is just developing year after year after year, are going to be the closest challengers to Lewis Hamilton. I don't think Valtteri Bottas is going to be a challenger at all. I think this is going to be Bottas's last season in Mercedes. Um, as you can see, in the top drivers of the decade, I only put him 10th, and he's, he's had multiple race wins. So I, I, I do think Verstappen is going to be the man to go forward. I think he's going to have the bit between his teeth. And I hope I hope Red Bull are close enough to Mercedes that we see a bit of a showdown between the young Verstappen and the the, the, the incredible old hand of Lewis Hamilton. For me, that will be a season to remember if it happens. Harry, do you think Hamilton should be most worried about Maxi Verstappen? No, he should be worried about Ghost Droll. Uh, well, I mean, that was the obvious answer. Can you imagine if Ghost Droll improves his qualifying? Everyone should be afraid of him. The top 10 should be afraid of him off the line. Cause... I mean, if he can qualify in the top six, he'll be a minute ahead of everyone after the first lap. <laughs> oh, that's a seems. Um, look, I've already made the point earlier on. Verstappen is clearly the the next challenger, but I, I'm i going to throw Leclerc in there as well, as long as the Ferrari is okay. Um, but yeah, Verstappen's the one who's looking most likely, basing, basing it on 2019, not the decade. Um, but he's got the talent, he's got the he's got the skills to, to take it to Hamilton. As we saw in, in Brazil, like that was a proper... Have we ever seen a proper battle between them? That was, that was full-on... Yeah, the gloves off, they were going for it, and it was great to see. And, I mean, on that occasion, Verstappen did win out on top, but it's um, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they get on. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because Sam's cat's just walked into the room. Is that Ian or Frank? This is this is Ian. Frank isn't allowed upstairs yet. Frank's too new. Sorry, folks, cat news with Sam. Um, you might actually think those names are jokes, but they are actually the names. I, Ian cat. is a woman called Ian. And Frank is a lovely young man called Frank. So you'll get to go with them over the years, folks. There's no young man called Frank. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, I think there was a point before that it's somewhere. Um, yes, Charles Leclerc. Um, so I, first of all, starting with who I don't think Hamilton should be most worried about. And even though Valtteri Bottas was his closest challenger in 2019, I agree that I don't think he should be most worried about him. Ultimately, he's gone up against him three times and Hamilton's won three times. So there's no reason to think that... I'm not saying you shouldn't be worried in the slightest, but I'm saying if you know you can beat someone in the same machinery, that fact isn't changing in 2020. Why would you be most worried about that? It's historic. It's something you can look back on uh, and prove that you're able to succeed against him. So... I don't think Bottas is the number one threat to Lewis Hamilton. And for similar reasons, I also don't think it's Sebastian Vettel. 2017, 2018, as we referenced, Vettel and Hamilton went toe-to-toe, and it was Hamilton that came out on top. Vettel, when it got down to crunch time, he just was not able to deliver the performances. He made too many errors. Hamilton remained consistent and Hamilton took both championships. Again, if Vettel's close, Hamilton knows that previously he was able to do enough to see to see past him. And I don't think he'll be too worried that he can't do that again. The two I would be worried about are the two that have been mentioned, Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc. 
this is a brand new era of Formula One, a brand new class of talent. Um, we know how quick both of them are. And I feel like they have absolutely no fear and at least no on-track respect for Hamilton. They're not going to give him extra room because of the champion that he is. And, you know, these guys have watched up and grown up watching him. That's how much of a, a difference there is in terms of age. And despite that, there is no respect shown on circuit. Um, they will do anything and everything they can to hold positions and to claim victories. We saw Monza. We saw Leclerc against Hamilton. Leclerc pulled out all the stops in that battle. Similarly in Brazil, you know, Verstappen and Hamilton was a great watch and Verstappen was going to give nothing away to Hamilton. So I think this new era of Formula One, it's something that Hamilton hasn't had to deal with yet. If you think of all of his biggest rivals, you would say they are Jensen Button, someone who's older than him, Nico Rosberg, who, I mean, he's been racing him in, since karting, Bottas, who is a little younger, but not really of a new generation. The, he's got a brand new challenge. If either of Red Bull and Ferrari can provide race cars that are good enough to compete with Mercedes, then I think Verstappen and Leclerc can take it to Hamilton. I don't necessarily know if they can win, but I think they will at least provide a hefty challenge for him. Hefty. <laughs> Is that the one thing you took out from that? I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. I don't want to talk about it anymore because you're right. You're completely right, and that's annoying. So, yeah, I agree with you. You hate it. Also, I hate it. the answer's stroll. <laughs> it's going to stroll to victory. Do you think, uh, because we discussed four names of the big six, of course, not including Hamilton, so Alex Alban isn't a name we have said anything about. Harry, do you think he has anything to worry about Alban? In 2020? Yeah. No. In... <laughs> right, I'll extend, I because I agree with you, but I'll extend the question. Do you think that Alban can at least threaten Hamilton on the odd race, let alone, like, not, not, not considering the whole season, but race to race, do you think that oh, Alban can be a threat? Race. Yeah, okay, race to race, yeah. There'll be odd occasions where maybe it's a podium spot, um... Well, yes, I can, but I don't think over a whole season he's not in his second year of F1. Uh, I'd be, I'd be I'm so impressed and amazed if he did, but um, not even Verstappen would. I think we could, we couldn't even say Verstappen could do that in his second year of F1. So yeah, I don't think Albon would be able to challenge him for a whole season, but maybe a couple of, couple of races here and there over the year. You never know. But um, sorry, that made me sound really harsh on Albon. I feel bad now. Um, I do like you, Alex. Just, you're young. <laughs> uh, Harry hates young people. And no, if, no. if, uh, if Hamilton does get in front of Hamilton, Hamilton will just punt him off the track. Oh, yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah, very true. I mean, you say Albon's young, but he's as old as Leclerc and Verstappen are. In- inexperienced, then. Young okay. term. Inexperienced. Well, again, Leclerc's only got one year on Oh, him. Ben, do you want to stop making valid points? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> stop it. We're seeing each other next weekend, folks. Uh, there's going to be an all-out brawl. If you're in Bath, come watch. <laughs> Please do. That'll be entertaining. Um, I think that's that's enough for that topic anyway. Yeah, um, so, as we know, we discussed it last week. Verstappen signed to Red Bull uh, until 2023. Ferrari have signed up Leclerc until 2024. So both of those teams have secured who they think is going to be their future. That leaves Mercedes as the last to act. They've got, obviously, Hamilton, who is much 
closer to the end of his career than the beginning of his career. And they've got Bottas, who, whilst he is younger, he's not exactly a youngster like Leclerc and Verstappen. So I want to I want to see how you think it will all play out. Do you think, Harry, that Mercedes have to act sooner rather than later or they might be under threat of being left behind? Uh, I don't think they need... I think they can chill now. I think they've... Um, both Ferrari and Verstappen? Ferrari and Red Bull and Verstappen and Leclerc, uh, they've kind of played their hands so early that I think Mercedes can just, you know, sit back, see how it plays out now. Um, they don't need to rush into any contract negotiations necessarily with Hamilton. And I think they respect Hamilton... To, to decide himself they don't need to force him into it he, he'll come to them I reckon so um, yeah I don't think they're going to miss the boat because you know maybe, maybe they had their eyes on Verstappen and maybe that ship, that ship has sailed for a few years but um, if they keep Hamilton they're not going to be unhappy are they so yeah they just got to I think just relax for a bit now chill out, chill out lads and lasses take a vacation is the advice from Harry E. Sam would you also offer the same advice? Um, I mean, no, I probably wouldn't. Uh, let's just assume that um, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton is going to be here for at least a couple of years. It's so he's going to still he's going to do the first year of the new hybrid year before he makes any kind of rash change to his career path. So that leaves one seat up for debate. I think Valtteri Bottas needs to have a killer season to cement. Uh, his position against Hamilton. I think he needs to really challenge Hamilton. Hamilton got eight wings not on pole. An incredible stat. Bottas didn't even get half of that across the whole season, regardless of where he started. There's a real difference in talent at the moment and Bottas needs to step up. On the other hand, I think Russell is reliant on Williams having a slightly more competitive car for him to be able to actually show that he can be competitive. He needs to beat Latifi comfortably. I think he needs to show that he doesn't get mugged off like he did with Kubica with that awkward one point going the wrong way. He needs to be purely dominant now to show that he is the next person for that Mercedes seat. And if that doesn't go well and Bottas has a naff season, hello Lando, the milkman's arrived, folks. I think Lando Norris is a shooting. If he carries on with the form he's going for, why don't Mercedes not take the punt? Get a young Britain. They know that it works well. Russell could come up another season later and they've both got proper experience. I think... Mercedes have done themselves a world of favours. They've got a wealth of choice. They almost own Formula One at this point with how much suggestion and choice they have across the market. Ben, you brought up a bit of an interesting point last video that maybe Vettel and old hands could do what Schumacher did, move that German influence into a German team, which would be fantastic to see, whether that be Vettel and Russell or Vettel and Norris or Vettel and Hamilton. Hello, the dream partnership we all want to see. Um... I think Mercedes have got a walk in the park. I think regardless of what they do, it's it's all for them. And I, I love it. I think Mercedes have played a blinder once again, as they've done for the last bloody nine years of Formula One. So, well done then. If, if Russell get, doesn't get the seat and Lando does, that's such a kick in the wedding vegetables for George. <laughs> like, that's not fair. Wasn't sure what term you were going for. I was not disappointed. Yeah, loved it. Broccoli and carrots all the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, no, I just, he's been a loyal Mercedes junior driver for a few years now. And yeah, if Lando ends up stealing it off him, despite the fact that George beat him in, F- in the F2 championship, that'll be a bitter pill to swallow, I would imagine. I, I've actually got some advice for Valtteri Bottas. He's listening. Um, he is always listening. Yeah. 
he's an avid listener to the podcast. Well, I would propose the following to you. I think for the next year, you should do anything and everything that Lewis Hamilton asks you to do. You can chauffeur him to fashion shows. You can be his personal assistant. You can make sure that his bags are packed and ready to leave because the best chance that Bottas has of being part of Mercedes' future is if Hamilton isn't there. Ultimately, what does Bottas bring if Hamilton is gone? He brings experience, not just within Formula One, but he has four years of experience in Mercedes now or will have at the end of this year. So he is... Well, you know, he, he knows how the team operates. He's a, he's a well-experienced driver. And I don't think if Hamilton left F1, Mercedes would be comfortable hiring two young drivers, such as Lando and George. I think it'd be one or the other. I don't think there's any chance that they would hire both. So I think Bottas, this, this whole, the way that all this has worked out, Leclerc and Verstappen, I think it's left Mercedes and, and Bottas in a situation where, Bottas needs Hamilton out of the picture to guarantee his seat because if now Mercedes need to focus on the future, that might be at the expense of Bottas if Hamilton is still there. So that's my advice to you, Mr. Bottas. I fully expect you to take it. Um, and yeah, you are absolutely spot on, Sam, in that George Russell is completely dependent on Williams this season because are Mercedes going to have the confidence in putting someone in their car, the best car in Formula One, the car that's won six consecutive championships of, of both varieties, are they going to be confident in putting someone in that car who has got zero career points and who has basically been driving in a different sport? He isn't able to show what he can do. Yes, we can look at it and say he's outqualified Kubica very comfortably. He's been solid in races, hasn't had too many errors, but we can't really judge his ability until he is driving at least in the midfield like Lando Norris is doing. There is a serious chance that if they are looking for someone youthful at the end of this year, are they going to take someone like Russell? And let's let's presume that Williams are exactly the same this year compared to last year. Are they going to have the confidence to put him in the seat ahead of someone who has for two consecutive years been able to show exactly what he can do and deliver P5s, P6s and, and fight up there with the top of the midfield, the Renault drivers, the Racing Point drivers? You would have way more confidence in the second driver compared to George Russell. So I think he is praying right now that Williams are at least slightly better than last season, because if not, he he might be in trouble. And this whole destiny of him being the next Mercedes driver, the, the heir to Hamilton's throne, if you will, it might not come true. Yeah, scary times for Russell. And I must admit, currently, I think I would pick Lando, just because of that experience and that he's showing it off. He's showing off what he could do. So be interested to see what Master Toto king of all Formula One decides could do. Yeah, and uh, as, as you say, Harry, it would be such a kick in the teeth to him, but maybe it's a realistic uh, realistic outcome. Um, a question, uh, Harry, I'll ask you this question first. Should Mercedes be more focused on securing their future driver or securing Hamilton's next contract for a year or two? Uh, oof, that's a tricky one. I would say... No, securing the future, it, you, they've got to. Because, like I said earlier, ha Hamilton, he's in a position now. He's won six world titles. He could go for a seventh this year. Um, if the man wants to stay, he'll he'll come to Toto and say, Oi, Toto, mate, I want to stay. Can we do a deal? 
And if he doesn't, he doesn't. I don't. I don't see Mercedes aren't going to necessarily chase him for. Obviously, they would lo- love to, for him to stay, but they've got to think ahead now because Hamilton is the been the leader of that team for so long. He's their star driver, but he's not sticking around forever. Whether it's a year left, two years, three years, doesn't matter. They've got to start investing soon in the next big talent. So they would be foolish not to because. You know, you could be left in a Red Bull type situation. I mean, they've luckily secured Max for another fair few years. So, um, but other than that, what 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 do they have? So, yeah, they've got to. I think obviously keep an eye on Hamilton, but they've got to look to the look to the future now because Lewis ain't sticking around forever. Very true. Sam, do you agree with that? I mean, Hamilton's 38 now. We've shown that drivers can go many years after that, but Hamilton, who is essentially the best thing we've seen, at least for the last 16 years, 15 years of Formula 1, whether you think that's since Schumacher or all time, Harry's right. He isn't going to be here forever. And there are going to be drivers that they need to lock down. Otherwise, they can end up in a real sparse place. I mean, we'll see what's happened to Ferrari. They had to take a punt on Leclerc. Luckily, Leclerc turned out decent. You know, very decent. But I wouldn't know who to put in that seat after Leclerc if Leclerc suddenly bailed. I wouldn't know who the future Ferrari in the grid could be currently that is going to last for a long time. And Mercedes do have to lock down someone because Bottas is no spring chicken either. I think, what, he's 30 now? Um, which means that he may he may not... He's, he's not as good as Hamilton. I don't think he'll ever be a world champion. I think he'll fall off his peak much faster. So you could have two declining drivers in the next couple of years. So I think Mercedes have to act in the next 12 to 18 months to make sure that there is a young driver next to one of those more experienced drivers, whether it be Hamilton due to retirement or Bottas because they've decided that they want to keep him on and see what he can do, whatever. But I think they have to put someone in the other seat before the end of 2021. I'm not sure Hamilton will appreciate having three years added to his life. Um, he's 35, not 38. So he does have a few <laughs> more years. He's not that old, surely. I think um, I mean yeah. that. He's not. <laughs> Anyway, but the point of that is not not to pull out a mistake, but there's actually a point in him being 35 in that Schumacher's last championship came at the same time. Um, and there's a decline. And you could argue with Schumacher's, it was slightly due to being out of Formula One for a few years rather than natural decline. Uh, but the point is that Hamilton at some point will worsen in his abilities. It's about when that is. And I think that's a big question you have to answer, or Mercedes will have to answer, it's internally as to how much they dedicate on their future. If you think that Hamilton has still got another four or five years at the peak of his powers, then you commit to that. If you don't think it's going to last that long and now is the drop off and we start to see it from 2020 onwards, then you need to look at your future. I think you're right, Sam, in that the ideal situation for them is to keep Lewis Hamilton and then invest in the future at the same time, something of a transitional period. Um, and if Hamilton decides to retire, then Bottas can take over that role. And this is going back to why I think Bottas really needs to get Hamilton out of the door, because I think it is going to turn into a one or the other scenario. And even at Hamilton's age, I don't think they're going to select Bottas over him. So, yeah, I, I think that there is a need to be aware of both. I think you need to answer when do you think Hamilton is going to decline? And also what's Hamilton's interest in staying in Formula One for the next five years. If he's only interested in staying for the next one or two, forget about it. If he's interested in four or five, then you put more of your resources towards getting the right contract and making sure he stays on board. And the final twist in the tale, um, Mercedes leave Formula One. Yeah. Come on, Sam. 
it could happen, and, and that's that's why they brought on Norris. That is a discussion for another podcast. <laughs> we'd be here for the next two hours, I think, at the rate we're going. <laughs> um, yeah, so that has been the podcast. Sam, get us out of here. Folks, if you have enjoyed listening, then uh, please consider hitting the subscribe, hit the like if you've enjoyed it, share it with your friends, your mum, your sister, your dad, your brother and your nan. We've got something very exciting coming up next week. We shall not share what it is, but there'll be a few well-known names and faces of the community joining us. So hopefully you'll you'll enjoy it. We'll reveal more later on. In the meantime, I've been Samuel Sage. I've been Ben Hawking. I've been Harry Eads. And remember, keep breaking late.